Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of Scareberia. Hello. Welcome to the... Welcome to two. I just stuttered. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but I just... I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just tired right now. That's like 90% of our lives. <laughs> so, yeah, in all fairness, we are day two of coming back from Christmas break with our kiddos, and I saw my hair dad, which is That's good. good. That's good. I'm slowly turning back around from off the night shift to a regular day shift again, so... I gotta say, I was kind of like totally like pissed off <laughs> excuse my <laughs> language but the first day we had off on that Saturday yeah. morning I was excited I was looking forward to like having my first sleep in oh what do you mean I got to 5 Oh, I cannot go back to sleep at five. that's like when I go to bed on the holidays oh I was so mad that's I was so mad I'm like are you kidding me that's brutal I don't and then the next day 6.30 and then slowly as the days progress I actually start to get like a better sleep routine well that's good it was so bad, but now... That sucks. But, yeah. Now we're back to it. Now we're back to it. So, yeah, it's Happy yeah. New Year. <laughs> and by the time you guys get this, you guys will be celebrating those who are Italian heritage friends, La Bufana. Yay! If you guys are not too sure what La Bufana is, she's this witch who was searching for Jesus, and because she... She was supposed to go with she, the three wise men, but then she chose not to, and then, and then she, she regretted it, mm-hmm. and so she spends... Her life looking for baby Jesus. And then giving gifts to children. Mm-hmm. So, which is really sweet. So, it's a good one. There's a little cute, like it's a folklore song, an Italian one. It's really cute. That's so. adorable. So, yes, welcome to episode 32 and Happy New Year. Yeah, first episode of 2020. Yeah. Crazy so, our last episode came out almost two weeks ago. Obviously, we decided to take a break because we're pretty tired. Yeah, it's time for a break. We're doing rentals too, my husband. Yeah, you have a lot going on. Yeah, we have like, well. I was sick over the holidays, so it was just yeah, like, yeah. a lot yeah. of people are sick over it's the holidays. It's going around, man. A lot of people are sick. Conspiracy theory? A lot of people are sick. Just I just, I can't, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were sick. Yeah, and like intensely sick. Like, yeah. I was lucky I wasn't too bad, but yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So if you guys hear like a weird hum sound, I am so sorry. That is because we recorded my house. We do have, like I said, renovations going on. And so we have, like, these, like, HEPA filters going into the house. that's what it is. So there's, like, this loud hum sound you guys hear. Do not fret. You're not getting a reverb from your your radio or your... (laughs) It's not from the nondescript white van that's hanging out outside. No. Okay, you know what? That's just so weird. Okay, every time (laughs) Beth comes, we joke around. I am not kidding you. Three times after Beth and I have recorded, there's always been a white van There's one outside now. You didn't the tell me that. Yeah, there's one just down the street. One night I was coming home, I saw two on my street, and I was like, oh, doubling down for the There's holidays. Because we always say that, like, yeah. every time we see a white van, he's like, <laughs> he looks at me, I'm like, ah, oh, the white van. Yeah. Yeah, there's one just, like, literally, like, a door and a half down. No, it's okay. Yeah, so well, they, we know. Hello, our friends in the white van who are possibly listening in to our podcast gonna, that has, like, five listeners. Exactly. And what are they going to, like, um, they're, like most people like the search on my YouTube searches and on my all, cat all my videos. Google's cat videos and I'm not going to admit it but I do have a weird obsession of watching pop and pimple oh videos God, yes those are the best <laughs> so I watch a lot yes. of those and Chris thinks I'm so weird my friends but it's I very common it is common it's very satisfying yeah so yeah. white pan ultra people think they're out there <laughs> yeah you can conspiracy theory will be watching uh, popping pimples, pimples so. and cat videos yeah I live a very exciting life. Yeah. Between teaching and podcasting, cat videos and popping pimples. It's a crazy, crazy world. 
So yeah, so what are you covering today? So I'm going to talk about something I just learned about today. I know you, Grace, have heard of it before, but it's called the Elfin Project, E-L-F-E-N. And it's actually based out of, I think it's Edmonton, mm-hmm. Edmonton, Alberta. So I'm going to talk about that. What are you going to talk about? I'm actually going to be talking about the Royal Conservatory Hall in the beautiful house or house <laughs> mansion the Royal Conservatory in downtown Toronto which is right beside the ROM so nice a lot of people come for tourists who like will visit the ROM and then always like mm-hmm. oh what is this beautiful like building beside it and it's it's got this cool history and I've had personal friends who've had some interesting interesting experiences experiences there but it's not because what you think so I will explain it after interesting I know a lot of people it's also a place of like mild terror because where they all have to go to get that's, their music exactly exam tonight. that's gonna say so my good friend hi Andrea when you listen she lives not too far from there and as a kid like and my other girlfriend Nadia mm-hmm. every time they drove by there they're like they get this like oh, like this shudder <laughs> like, the, like the, fear. The, the fear because there's like anxiety starts to like the seated anxiety mm-hmm. starts to like because those are tough exams, man. Because they we're tough exams, easy. I know. And so that's, yeah. that's why I never passed any of it, because I hated piano. I was a drama geek, so I did a whole other one. And then I went to sports, so yeah. that was it. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking oh, about that's today. That's exciting. So, like, you want to go first? It doesn't matter. Sure. It doesn't matter. So, my story, because there is some interesting history on this building itself and there's actually cool people have actually covered it like the cbc mm. unfortunately i couldn't find the exact piece that they covered about it because obviously you know toronto and everybody jumps on the bandwagon around halloween yeah, it's you're true. like oh so this is spooky but people don't realize like shit is always spooky this <laughs> is just how's it going to be haunted and yeah. you know me like there's some places are going to be more freaked out like people believe like the whole idea that cemeteries are haunted well they're yeah. not right and so people that just like ooh, cemeteries are haunted I'm like no so anyhow i couldn't find the article unfortunately from cbc but the cbc did cover this this wonderful building that's awesome back in the day i will try to find it if i do i'll post it on our instagram and our instagram but rather our facebook Sorry, I got an interchanger because I am like... They're also linked. So if it usually goes to one, it'll go to the yeah, other. exactly. So. Exactly. And again, if you hear this weird knock, that was me just because of my... Because uh, I'm just, you know... That's just how we ride today. everything. That's just how we ride. I know. This is my pent-up energy and anger right now. I'm just joking because I'm not... I'm actually very chilled and relaxed. <laughs> so I am going to briefly talk about the building itself. So if you guys are not too sure and familiar with it, so the building, or as I like to call it, the Royal Conservatory of Music or the building formerly known as McMaster Hall. Get that? Okay. Prince? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was quite funny. So I was like, I'm like turning to my dad because I think these things are so funny. <laughs> so like I said, my friend Natty and Andrew both have negative memories associated with the building due to the nerve-wracking like, piano exams. Mm-hmm. Like every time they're like, they almost like, like nauseous every time they're like, oh, they get these like, sharp. <laughs> it's actually quite funny. So this beautiful Victorian building, it was built in the 1800s by the Toronto designers and the firm I love is Langley, Langley and Burke. It's just, so it's just basically three white dudes. It's just be called yeah, the three white three dudes. dudes. The specialist in churches and architects to the house that was designed for the Toronto Baptist College. Mm. So this is again back in the 1800s. So the structure types, it's a high Victorian style popular back in the 1800s. Its chief characteristics include a rock face, masonry, decorative stones, brick patterns, massive dorms, chimneys facades and projects bays and recessed panels as well so it's a cool thing like i said when you see the juxtaposition beside the royal you know the wrong yeah, oh and then you have this beautiful like red brick mm-hmm. building which is stunning 
But it's cool because in the mid-2000s, they did renovations. Okay. And they attached the, which is now Kerner Hall. I'll be talking a little mm-hmm. bit about that. So, but Senator Willie McMaster financed the construction for the college, which opened in 1881. After the plans of the Federation with the University of Toronto were abandoned, the college was united in 1887 with the Woodstock College to the former McMaster University, which moved to Hamilton. So it was like a little bit of McMaster, okay. then McMaster, then moved to now we know as Hamilton. So the building required at the university, I said, and has a Royal Conservatory music in about 1963. Okay. So the building, the Royal Conservatory music used to be further downtown Toronto and mm-hmm. then moved to the new location in the 16, yeah, in 1960s. Now it's in mid-2000s. It was restored with a price point of about $5 million donated to the alumni of the conservatory. And today the historic portion of the whole property, this old part, which is opposed to the, uh, the near one, which is now the house of Kerner Hall, which is actually very beautiful. So yeah, you can actually gorgeous. go when you, you guys can go in, like you don't have yeah. to be a student. You can actually walk up the street just to observe this beautiful building. And actually kind of reminds me in terms of like how they took the old and new reminds me of the Henry hotel, which was the oh, re- yeah. former <laughs> psychiatric hospital in Buffalo. Yeah. Because you have this beautiful facade outside and it's all new inside. Yeah. And so that's what it kind of reminds me of because you can actually go from one building to the next. And when you go to the new part of the Kerner Hall, it's cool because you see the brick exposed. Yeah, the new gorgeous. old. It's, it's such a pretty place. So you can imagine this place been there since 1800, how many towns it changed. So apparently the haunts at this place have a couple stories. Ooh. So they're not our friends, but I like to think they're our friends. But our buddies that we always cite and we always talk about, which is Toronto and Ontario Ghost Haunts and Research, which we mm-hmm. love those guys. Like I said, I first came across these guys years ago when I first started into the paranormal and to, like, you know, ghost hunting. I would always go research and look what they did there, and I would go to these places. So they actually have a great article. A couple other ghost investigating teams were actually investigated there. So this is interesting because apparently the apparition of a male, and apparently has a black tuxedo and a top hat. Some Ooh. people believe it's actually McMaster himself. They said because... What they have seen, this gentleman, yeah. and they actually saw his picture later. A lot of people figure, like, that's the guy I saw. Wow. Because, again, you are in a world conservatory. Kerner Hall does put on live music. Like, yeah. You guys go to live shows. It's beautiful. It's an amazing, like, venue. So you go somewhere, and you think somebody's come dressed up for an evening for music and realize, okay, that person's kind of out of sorts. A tuxedo is one thing, but when you see a tuxedo with tails and a yeah, top Yeah, that's hat, pretty crazy. So a couple of people have seen that image of this gentleman. Now, there's also apparently an apparition of a woman. Now, this is interesting. It's either in a red top or in a red dress. Now, that's interesting. You usually get a lot of red. Right. I know. It's like white, right? So, she's seen in the hallways on the second and third floor. Others have felt as if someone is entering a room and then the room and the cha- also the environment around them has changed mm. as if somebody's like came in, but nobody's physically there. You know when you're sitting there yeah. and you know somebody comes I know in? exactly what you mean. You just feel that. You just feel like, that they're there, yeah. Because everything is made of energy, yeah. right? And so people begin in that. That's crazy. So I'm actually going to read an, actually, an account. Usually I always talk about history, but this is actually an interesting account. So I like to do the research, but I thought for – I don't want to mix – any words, I thought I would actually read the first-hand account. So this yeah. was from a former student. This is the actual account of his, that strange happening that received about November 2005. And this is his own words. So 
I was preparing for my grade eight piano exam at the Royal Conservatory of Music in 1984. In 1984, I would rent out the studio on a quiet Sunday afternoon to study. The halls were very quiet. There were two areas in particular where I experienced something present. There was a smaller window on the doors of the studio and the chairs outside where people could sit. On one occasion, I was locked in, concentrating, working on one of my pieces, where I could hear heavy footsteps coming down the hall. As the sounds got closer, I felt a disrupt and a face appeared in the window. And then it sounded as someone sat immediately, like you sat down on one of the chairs, so I got up to look at the doors, assuming that somebody might have worked the studio for, to study after me. I immediately got up and opened the door, and nobody was there. Mm. I was alone on the floor, and the hallway was quite long, and the studios are all locked. So if there was a person vanished without a trace, so, like, they would have seen this person. Yeah. There were no signs of any physical presence anywhere. This happened several times in various parts of the building where I booked the studios. Most of the time, it was very quiet, hardly a soul in the building. One time, however, there was a lot of physical activity in the studio. But the doors were tightly shut and the people are focusing on their studies. Then we heard footsteps. Sometimes the doors would be tested to see if somebody's open or if somebody's in there. Faces appeared in the window to see if anyone's in the room, but there was no one there when it opened the door. By my senses, I was experiencing seeing a very large or heavy man. When I opened the door, there was absolutely nobody there. On occasion, when I was walking up the main staircase of the studio, I felt a presence behind me. One day, out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a stocky person in a dark cape and a top hat clutching his hand on the side of the rail, walking briskly up the stairs behind to my right. He appeared to be in an awful hurry. I finally appeared, goes applied humor to the situation. I thought I know how I'm having a difficult trying to learn this Beethoven piece. However, I would think it would be so bad Beethoven himself came back from the dead <laughs> to see if I was playing properly. Of course, my music teacher at the time thought it was very funny. However, at the time, I was experiencing I was not laughing. I know to this day the sounds are mixed with every of the sounds of the conservatory and the footsteps were loud enough to brisk if the person were approaching with a great intention. Who knows? Maybe the energy assisted in my pursuit of my passing grade 8 exams, which to despite all, if I put down my experience that I found was very hard to first explain unless you experience it yourself. So this is a first-hand account of a student. Now, again, many people who have worked there have said the same thing, mm-hmm. have seen the exact same apparition of a man. That's wild. Same thing. You know, top hat, black coat, cape, kind of seeing the same mm-hmm. guy. So also I heard about there was like poltergeist experiences happening there too. Mm. Things go missing. Doors were like flung right open. Doors and actually, people say like windows, like the people know they close, they come back, and the windows are completely open. I just imagine like sheet music going flying. Exactly. And like, like, gosh, darn it! Oh my god, I'm so excited to organize that. Son of a bitch, I'm gonna do this now. So, yeah, it just like it's wild. interesting. Yeah, so the, all this experience that people like having a lot of this experience. I was yeah. trying to ask my friends if they had anything, but they said they were too young. Yeah. And I think it was just too many people around. They would never notice it. Yeah, it's hard to be alone in the conservatory now it is. It is very, but if you guys have a chance to go, but I would like... That's so cool. Every time I've gone in there, I've gone for, you know, concerts at mm-hmm. Corner Hall. But it building is up. They actually have really cool, like, Halloween oh, tours. Nice. Yeah, actually, sometimes they do, not even Halloween. They do, like, in the wintertime sometimes because it is inside. Yeah. They like to do this historical kind of, like, ghost cool. tours, which is, and a lot of times, like, I 
think last time, I could be mistaken, I think yeah. it was free or nice. was it like $5. I know it was not expensive. Oh, that's not bad at all. It wasn't doors open either. It was yeah. for something else. So That's really cool. Yeah, and there's another story. Okay, so here's another one really fast. So this is another one of the people who submitted this. This is to November 2006. I heard some of the stories about the woman who haunts one of the top floors of the RCM. For someone who had no prior knowledge to your website, apparently the caretaker staff have been seeing an apparition on more than one occasion. It's well known among the staff. Another interesting bit of trivia, I learned that the part of the arms that used to be a chapel and there were corpses buried underneath. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's been big renovations going on the past year and now they are adding a new concert hall, which we know. So this is just before they started to break the grounds for the new corner hall. Mm -hmm. So which is interesting because you would never known that. Yeah, that's really neat. So, so explains maybe the person they see the woman in red. Maybe. So, and I just like to know who is this woman in red because there's really no. (laughs) Maybe it was a student who was like pissed off. Maybe maybe they were singing that song. Maybe and they they didn't get adjudicated. Exactly. Dang it! I'm coming back till I get this right. How dare you not say that song is classical enough? I know. I can imagine. It is a classic of the 80s, okay? It's going to be stuck in your head now. You're welcome. That's Serenade, uh, that's with her voice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I always thought this place was pretty cool. That's really neat. Like I said, the whole woman in red. That's so fascinating because it's, for once, not a woman in white. Yeah. I said that always on it's the... It's kind of scandalous. I like it. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. Woman in red. Dress. Now I just have that picture of the emoji, the lady in the red dress. Oh, the little dress. flamingo dancer? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's all it is? It's like a little emoji? <laughs> it's not really a lady right? She's like, somebody just pushed an emoji. I saw a lady in red. <laughs> some kid who set up a projector. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like that ghost thing that you have for yeah, Halloween. For Halloween, just the projector of it. Oh, oh man. That's great. So, So for those of you who don't know, I have a small projector, and it came with this card that has all these different videos on it. So, you put it up in the window, so it looks like there's, like, a woman walking past the window, and it's, like, a ghostly bride. It's really cool. Thank you, Shopping Channel. They have them at Home Depot. Yeah, they've they've kind of gone all over now. Once they kind of, they kind of boom. I want to get one. And they have a Christmas one, too? They do. Mine was Halloween and Christmas, so I don't have to hang up lights. You obviously saw the one when I went to the ROM, you guys. Oh, I should post it on our Instagram. Yeah, you I don't know if you did it on Instagram or not in our story. No, you didn't. You just did it on your personal. Poop. Okay. <laughs> I will. We're having a very today. emoji themed day today. I know. <laughs> you can tell I've been hanging with my grade once too long today. Uh-huh. The ROM did have a, I'm not too sure if it's still there, but they did have the Bloodsuckers exhibit. That in, one I think is still on for a little while. Okay. So the horror movie poster one. With oh, I'm so sad I missed that. Her, it, was, oh, it was amazing. Anyhow, so they have this really cool, like, this, you know, window kind of door is like this, obviously, an effect where the lightning, you know, and yeah, then you have Nosferatu. It was the coolest thing ever. And that's, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. The Bloodsugger exhibit is on until Sunday, March 22nd. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, so I do highly recommend. That was really cool. So before I let you, I'm going to do our usual random Canadian facts. And now for some random Canadian facts. I'm actually going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about two kind of like legends, kind of ghostly and supernatural. So the 19th century Quebec legend warns the residents about the frightful Luperu, the vicious snarling werewolf prowling through the province of the dense forest. Mm -hmm. According to French Canadian folklore, the Luperu creeps through the darkness, searching for a hearty meal and unsuspected hunters 
and trappers. That new brew. Yeah. I don't know why I want to do a British It's like a very specific type of werewolf. Yep. It's so cool. Yep. And he walks around with a little French beret and a little (laughs) kerchief. And the 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 Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. With poutine. Yep, poutine and the Pepsi. And the Pepsi. Everyone in Quebec's like, I hate you right now. I know. Such a stereotype for such assholes. That's okay. We're Um, Canadians. We're allowed to do it. I'm just jealous. I wish I could speak French. I know. I love Quebec, though. It's really awesome. I'm just saying about Quebec cheese. Oh, my God. I love Quebec cheese. I've been mm-hmm. fantasized about cheese for the last three days, guys. <laughs> I'm on a diet, by the way. I'm on this like weird cleansing where I can't have dairy and alcohol and wheat, as Chris calls it, yay boring diet. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, I digress. <laughs> I'm going to go on to the second point. Yay. So, <laughs> there's a cool pub in Calgary called the Hose and Hound Pub. And it's a ghostly, and uh, it's apparently the headquarters for the ghostly monkey business. Serving as a fire hall from the 1907 to 1952, the building played host to the Calgary's first fire chief, Cappy Smart. Mm-hmm. The chief adored animals, and he kept a horse and a monkey in the site as part of his mirage. And after a provoking attack on the small child, Barney the monkey was put down. I don't not laugh at the monkey being put down, but just like, I'm just picturing like, uh, what's his name from? Ross. No, from the Simpsons. A Krusty's Oh, monkey. his little monkey, yeah. Oh, crap. I don't remember his name, but yeah, I know who you're talking Dang about. Dang it. That's on the picture when he tacked yeah. Bart, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. So the firehouse pub employees have witnessed objects sailing through the air, slamming doors, electrical disturbances, and unexplained mischief making within the structured walls. So do they think it's a monkey? They think it's Chappy. Or Cappy. 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 Cappy, Chappy, either works. Cappy Smart. His name is Cappy Smart. That's so cute. So I'm just thinking, like, you know, that creepy monkey. Oh, <laughs> the accordion or the symbols? Yeah. The symbols. I don't know what that was, but yeah. I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought you said hose and hound instead of hose yeah. and hound. I was like, oh. Yes. It's a new strip club. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting. I know. A ghost I monkey. Whoever has a ghost monkey? I don't know, and but I, I want a ghost monkey. I'm also just laughing about how much easier it was to have exotic pets back in the day. In the background. Right. Do you like my monkey sound? I do like your monkey sound. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. That is some interesting Canadian facts. I gotta say, those are some good ones. Yeah, I thought I just like, twisted up again. I like that one. 2020 people. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to the crazy town. No, it's freaky. Like, it's been... 20 years since Y2K. Do you remember when everyone freaked out about that? Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, no, it's actually the next year we need to worry about. I remember my parents filled up the bathtub. Oh, did they? I was at a party. My mom was, was like, okay, go speak with your friends we, and we, not with me. My best friend and I, we, and uh, yeah, the friends were hanging out together, too. And, but just my parents, before they left, they filled the, the tub with, with water. Just in case? Just in case. Yeah. It's actually a smart idea if you think there's just, stuff that's going to yeah. happen. But I said, like, I'm not drinking from that. If you're desperate, you're desperate. I know. I'm just such a snob. But Y2K is 20 years ago. It's crazy. And you have the kids who are like, what's a Y2K? What now? I know. You guys don't have to understand. Okay, we had dial-up. You couldn't use a phone and the internet at the same time. (laughs) Get off! I'm on the computer! Yeah. Yeah, that was the best. You were attached to the phone because it was attached to the wall? Oh, my gosh. That was the best the port would be super long yeah can you get up to call your dad dad <laughs> yeah oh man I'm actually gonna bring in I have a record player tape deck CD combo so I'm gonna bring it in for the kids and they're gonna lose their mind because they have no idea what it is they didn't even know what mp3s were 
They're like, what's that? I'm like, I'm like, you know when you put it on your phone or your iPod? They're like, oh, don't you just stream it now? I'm like, yeah. Do you remember the yeah, best was like, okay, I'm really dating myself, is that we used to have the old projectors with the old film. The I love films. those, yeah. Like, you hear, and like every so often, it's like, and if it caught on fire. <laughs> Very rarely, but it didn't. And like, it like smoke sometimes. Sometimes it so would smoke as an old one. Yeah, if the dust was caught in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then like you have like the little splices, like you see like the spider splices. Oh my gosh. Even old film, like taking your photos in to get developed. Like, oh. I know. Kids these day, man, they don't, they'll never, oh, they'll never know the satisfying joy of like slamming, slamming the, the phone. phone. Down. Yes. You're, mad. You're like, yeah. Well, Right, it doesn't work the same with your finger. I know, you're like trying to push your phone. Like, oh. I, I have to admit, the flip phones are pretty good for that too. Yes. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> that would be our way to get back at people. Just that be, like, that would be our hang up. A little Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good old Friday. I can start, oh. start using that more often this year. Oh. Like my student last year, she used to get mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> at first, she thought it was funny. And then she got She's me. like, can you stop saying that? Oh, like no. That? Like, what, bye, Felicia? She goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. And then about two months later, she's like, you can start saying it again now. Oh, she missed it. Because every so time you at the end of the day, like, bye, Felicia. <laughs> her parents are probably like, no, her mom knows. Her mom thought was the funniest thing in the world. Okay, good. Her mom thought was the funniest. Her mom's a teacher. Her mom thought was the funniest thing in the world. She's like, yeah, your scarver's showing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so oh, good. So yeah. good. Oh, anyway. Memory lane. Memory, memory lane. lane, I know. All right. That memory lane is brought to you by, I don't know, what Stereotypical Quebecois. I'm just trying to think what something that was in the, tw- like, in that early, oh, the Motorola Razor. Motorola Razor, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Junko Jeans. Junko Jeans. And then what's the other one? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Juicy Couture. Juicy, oh, Juicy Couture. <gasps> and the Von Dutch hats were big in the thing. <laughs> they were so, sorry. The Von Dutch or Von Dutch. Or the Von Dutch hats and belt buckles. Is that oh. big if we're looking at you? <laughs> Oh my gosh! It was yeah, those big huge. Oh man, and your name written on rice in a tiny little necklace. Oh my gosh! What yeah. else were they like early two thousands? Uh, those suckers, those fake baby soother things that all no, the other kids wore. Was the nineties? That was nineties. Kind of I'm me. thinking of like the really bad like Christina Aguilera hair, like the blonde with the oh, black. Remember? Yeah. For some reason, in the early two thousands, we thought it was really cool to wear really revealing clothing and have really bad hair. Frosted tips were everywhere. That was me. <laughs> they just wore this like really low waisted pants. Yeah, I never got those. Those were huge pants. though. I never wore those. I was wearing the big huge ones. I was, yeah. And like and like or bell bottoms. Yes. Bell bottoms made a huge. And diesel. diesel. Diesel was big back then. Yeah. Wow. Just memory going back lane. memory lane here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ghosts of a fashion crimes past. Yeah. And Dido was big. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Oh my gosh. Len. Savage Garden. Prozac. <laughs> Memory lane, yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is so funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so definitely brought to you by Motorola Razor. <laughs> and all the other companies we just named. Right? Oh man, uh, okay, I love sorry. reminiscing about the old days. Yeah. Oh man, that was hilarious. All right, so... uh there's no way to segue this in a fun way, so I'm just going to start talking about the Elfin Project. Well, I kind of segued it. My chappy monkey is in the West, so I'm That's kind of leading in. So I'm going from Calgary to Edmonton. Edmonton. So we are going the other way. We're going over to Edmonton, Alberta, and we're going to talk about the Elfin Project, which stands for Elemental Life Form Encounters in Nature. 
Mm-hmm. I like it when people get acronyms that are actually kind of close to what they're I doing. Know. I love acronyms. That, that, you know you have to be really, really high when they're coming up this, right? Because like, <laughs> like, it's probably like some like edibles and whiteboard when they were coming up with these names. like That's what I thought. But then I started reading it. And this actual whole thing behind it is that they are looking at elemental life forms from a scientific point of view. Like they're trying to legitimately do this as proper study. So let me tell you a bit about it. So it was founded in 1998 by Dr. Jim Butler, who has a PhD. (laughs) He has a PhD and is actually really respected and an international authority on conservation biology, parks and wildlife protection. He consulted and lectured pretty much every continent in the world. So he's a legit smart dude. So he's really taking a, a kind of a quote unquote proper approach to researching the other elemental life. So he was actually started because he was consulting work with First Nation Reserves in Western Canada mm-hmm. who were trying to protect their lands from all the companies yes. that were going around. And he discovered that sacred lands also included landscapes that were known to be occupied the quote-unquote little people. Mm-hmm. And he found this really interesting because up until then, most of us have already, you think of like the little people in the Fae being a European, mm-hmm. especially British Isles kind of thing. So he really wanted to start looking into this from a Canadian and North American perspective. And his study trips took him to New York, the Cherokee reservations of North Carolina, England, Wales, Finland, Mongolia, wow. Siberia. So he's been all over. So they've actually set up an online database in 2001 and continue to take interviews. And there's actually a questionnaire if you think you've had a legitimate encounter with an elemental so what what are the criteria so okay first of all what they consider to be elemental things that they're kind of looking to are elves gnomes fairies and little people little people being things like is that absolutely correct (laughs) (laughs) so i'm trying to think what i think that's just like um just kind of a general term for any creatures they can't quite figure out so what are my students then considered they're just short humans no short humans okay short humans so basically the little people are elves and gnomes yeah I love gnomes and they're reported to frequently take shiny things rings coins Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. removing things such as diamonds and crystals and returning them where they were and it was really neat because in this survey they actually break down the statistics of people who supply the information and it says most of the places that I found interesting where people would have these experiences was like the countryside and then only 15% around water, which I thought would be more. Yeah. I thought it'd be way more, but. But um, especially like the water elementals that you could think of, like the people always have like, yeah, always sightings of these creatures by the water. Hmm. And then also the adult encounters are likely to involve more than one being. So 61% of encounters had experiences with more than one elemental, we'll say. So I just thought it was interesting that they're really taking a really kind of scientific approach mm-hmm. to it. I'm going to post the link to this place so you can check out the thing. It's hard not to kind of laugh and smirk at this. Oh, I'm totally laughing about but this right it's, now. But, like, this is, like, they're seriously taking this. Like, there's something to it. So it was, I don't know. It was just very, very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So they 87% of all sightings were uncertain about the gender of the creatures. They don't use the word creatures. I'm using that. Yeah. Particularly when small elves appear in large concentrations. Mm -hmm. 
And in case you're ever wondering, an elevation of elves or a folly of foggles. Is that what they're called? Yeah, an elevation <gasps> of elves. Or I'm going to call foggles. my students that. A folly of foggles? Yeah, F-A-F. I gotta be careful how you say that. Yeah. Make sure you say that clearly and slowly. Maybe it was an elevation of elves. Elevation of elves. My students are going to love that. Yeah, but here's the interesting thing. Of the ones that gender was recognized, 85% were considered male. So there's more male elves well, showing if, up than if you female. think about, you know, just going back to folklore, it's like you yeah. think about, like, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. Which no, is that's true. Correct. All of them are males, right? That's true. The majority of these elfish kind of creatures mm-hmm. were always male. It's very interesting, eh? Mm-hmm. And then they have a few different descriptions of different Maybe they types. Got two, maybe they got both genders. They, why and not? they just look like what they think you should be yeah. looking for. Well, then there's also, like, the help. There's different, like, they break down the different types of, quote-unquote, elementals and where people were seeing them and the types. And it's definitely more of the, quote-unquote, house helper, brownie sprite mm-hmm. types. The, yes, yes, yes. Um, in Canada, they are said to jump on the bed, mm-hmm. climb on your foot, rub your hair when you're sleeping, and then disappear when you move. They can poke people in the side with a sharp finger or pull your arm when you're eating soup. Very specific. It's hot. Don't eat that. Right? That's very helpful. Um, It's going to go straight to your thighs. Don't eat that. Don't put it to your lips. But the one thing that I thought was really cool was that they're really taking into account a lot of the First Nations lore. Yes. And kind of looking about how that war coexists with the more European that war that got brought over. Mm-hmm. And one, I actually found it because they're in northern Ontario, kind of between, like, Banff and Jasper area. There's an area that's known for having this kind of activity. Mm-hmm. And they, I forget what word it was, but it was actually an anglicization of a First Nations word that meant, like, the fae or whatever. Yeah. But it only came once the Europeans came over. And there's all these, like, very basic drawings in ochre on the rocks. Hmm. So it was just interesting because they talk about these kind of creatures. But very interesting science. And I'm sure some of you are wondering what the questions are yes, on the I thing. Know. So let me let's pull see. this okay, up. I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pen and let's all do this together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you have had an experience. And I don't know why I'm picturing, like I said, these house elves. Yeah. But I'm expecting to sound like Billy Porter. <laughs> from poison yeah, yeah yours I'm, has an extra flair to it yeah I want my house elf to be like Billy Porter that would be amazing he's amazing oh I love Billy Porter oh, have you guys seen the when they were at the Tony's the commercial break the karaoke no you guys mean to watch uh, cause I, wait am I confusing him with somebody else I might be hold on because I don't have cable okay I will check that out after to make sure I'm thinking of the right person I should watch it he's from <gasps> like Pose yeah he was an American Horror Story mm-hmm. oh he's in like a boss Okay, well, I can't find the questionnaire, but I will post that. But it's really interesting. Check it out. Just because Can you make you- one up? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Can you make one up on the spot? Okay, go. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping. Uh, I'll, if I'll find it in the next few minutes, I'll, I'll put it. But it's just, it's cool because I feel like this is kind of like the last frontier in paranormal. Like people who totally believe in ghosts and spirits and Ouija boards. When people bring up fairies, they're kind of like, <laughs> right, right. Like that's, you're going way beyond. Right? So but. it's interesting to see someone take a scientific approach to it. But I will find that for well, you. our friend Dave. Mm-hmm. Hi, Dave. Dave Schrader from Beyond the Darkness. He actually, you know, always talks about people. Well... You know, they always talk about, you know, ghosts this and ghosts that and the paranormal and aliens. Mm-hmm. And then once they talk about God, they kind of scoff at it. It's yeah. like, yeah, but you're willing to believe in one thing but not the other. 
Right. You know, and like, and some of these legends got to hold true somehow, right? Like mm-hmm. either it could have been something or somebody that centuries ago may have had a physical disability or some physical ailment that people associated, they call them an elf, whatever it may yeah. be. And again, like, and just like the whole male thing, like gender roles is a very, that's a human construct, right? Like we put genders yeah. on everything because it's a human construct. Yeah. And I don't think these, like if these are elementals, do they need to have sex? Do they need to have any sex? No, There's like, it can be asexual. They don't have to have a sex organ. Right. So. I did find the, the question. Oh, yes. Okay. So. And just as, you know, normal things. Like, would you be interested in helping? Yes. This and that. Oh, I oh. thought I found it and then I didn't. Basically, it's going to ask about, like, the encounter. How old were you when you had the encounter? Where were you? Was there any drinking or recreational drugs involved? So they can discount. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Possibly. 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 Oh, here it is. There we go. Oh. So okay, sorry, because I'm excited. <laughs> so this is a sincere and serious survey and field study found in 1998 that is intended for individuals that have personally encountered one or more entities that might be described as elementals, nature spirits, little people, gnomes, fawns, good people, wood nymphs, sprites, elves, fairy, apis, A-P-I-S-C-I-N-I-S-A-K, or other related forms. They're not looking cat. cat. They're not looking for ghosts or UFO stuff. And some of the questions include... A child that listens and does his work without being asked. <laughs> right? That is that something. Is the thing. Yeah. The one who takes all the pencils. Where and do that, they go? With the socks I in the dryer? Oh, Where do they go? Seriously. Yeah. There's like a vortex of pencils and erasers. Yep. Okay. I'm going to side note. Yeah. So today, I literally sharpened like five pencils yeah. and I gave two new erasers to each group. Yeah. Gone. That was in the morning. This afternoon, they're gone. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Where do they go? Where do they go? There's a vortex. vortex. Basically, the question is asking, was it a single encounter or do you have multiple ongoing encounters? When did the first one occur? What time of day? Where did it take place? Inside, outside, rural, urban? If you can remember how long did it last for? How many beings were there? And if you could see them, what did they look like? Were you alone with somebody with you? Did they also see it? How would you describe the environment? Of course, they ask if there is any recreational drug or alcohol use, so they can probably, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Was this the first encounter you have? Was there communication? And if there was communication, was there voices? Was it like a... Auditory and... Was it like you actually hear it? Or was it more of a, what's the word, when you can hear it inside your head? Like telepathic communication? Was there laughter? Which I thought was kind of an interesting question. That's just creepy. Have you visited again? Have you had this happen in a different place? They sound sorry, but some of them very like people who've had UFO experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, similar, because like, you know, a lot of people are taking it seriously too now. Like a lot of yeah. UFOologists yeah. are taking this seriously. Like you have scientists who work in the background, like say like, okay, there's got to be other beings. Who also knows that these elementals can also be alien-like, right? Yeah. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. because people think, again, yeah. people talk about aliens. They don't have a human construct or they don't no. have, like, a sex construct, like I said, because yeah. us humans, we like to put genders and labels on everything. Mm-hmm. Who knows that these can also be alien-like? You never know. It's funny. I went to Scotland, and I went to the Isle of Skye, where it's the wee place. <laughs> and it's literally this place where everything only grows to a certain height and stops. And I don't know if it's just because of all the energy of the people who visit there, but there is definitely something kind of other worldly and you just walk into that area and you're like something in the air changes and I'm usually not big on this kind of stuff but 
So it's interesting with the alien concept. It could be a... This is my thing. I'm not a big believer in the fae little people stuff, but we have all this wildlife living around us. We don't see them. And then all of a sudden, there's a deer or there's a fox. And it's like, where were you 10 minutes ago? How about the ocean? Where, like, scientists still don't know. Like, there was things that people are like, yeah. What now? Like the kraken? People thought it was like a mythical creature. No, yeah. they actually found just a giant squid. Giant squid. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I know. So yeah, so that was my. I'm, that I took me it. a very long time to talk about. No, I'll put up I the link, but it's just. It. And I was right. It's Billy Porter karaoke. Tony karaoke. If you oh, get yes. a chance to listen to that, he is. He's oh, he's amazing. I want my elf a my house elf to be Billy Porter esque. That is fair. I love him. That is fair. I was going to ask if he could be, like, my godfather, but... Maybe. He probably could take me what I wear all the time, so I'd be like, mm. yeah. He's the best. Yeah. I would not, he, he would not do well in my house. I should call him it. Yeah. I just... How many hoodies and jeans do you own, woman? I know. How many cat sweaters do you need? <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah. I ask myself every time I see one. It's funny. My family now, every holiday, gives me something with a cat on it. Me too. Yeah. No. We are those crazy cat we ladies. We are the crazy cat ladies. Oh, no. We're like the, another SNL sketch. Oh, <gasps> The yes. Kate McKinnon one. Yes. The crazy... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's being like... And she's always like trying to like have the relations with a girl. Like she's always hugging her like being an appropriate time. Yeah. So they're trying to talk to the cat. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, us. That is us. Oh. Uh, so that was great. Wow. Yeah. So a little random, but... No. I'll I post like it. it. But I, I do now. like yours how... They all intertwine, like, the First Nations belief mm-hmm. and, like, the folklore belief from, like, you know, old countries. Yeah. But there's a lot of stories like that where people take, you know, old stories and beliefs and kind of combine them with what they have, right? right. Especially for, like, in Canada because we're so diverse of different cultures where, mm-hmm. you know, you have, like, the, oh, my gosh, the Métis. Yeah. Right? We have the French-Canadians and the French-Europeans, you know, getting married yeah, with all... the First Nations and they— create their own set of kind of like cultures and beliefs. It's pretty wild. It's, yeah. It's very interesting because you, I always tend to go for the more anthropologic social. But it's, yeah. You have to. I think you, I don't think you can separate the two when it comes to this kind of stuff. No, no. Because, yeah. Very scientific this one though, which I found. Which I like. Yeah. Because now I have feel about my science. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I totally Googled this because I was watching The Witcher all weekend and I was like, ooh. I'm sure everyone on our day who listens to it. <laughs> it's so good. It's a little all over the place, but it's I good. I love Henry Cavill. The locks of long, stringy white hair. And his body. And his eyes and his body. Oh, my God. So did you hear he had to dehydrate himself for this role? So, apparently, whenever he does, like, a shirtless scene, he drinks, like, a certain amount of water one day. Like, I forget how much. And the second day, he drinks, like, one gallon of water. And the third day, he doesn't drink any. And they film on the fourth day so that the skin lies flatter on his muscles. I'm like, that is insane. Well, actors do a lot of crazy stuff they in the body. Crazy. But I was like, that, like, I didn't realize. Like, I knew, like, the <clears throat> diet and the workout, but I didn't realize. Like, apparently, Hugh Jackman did that for Wolverine, too. Like, no wonder he don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, that's brutal. Sure, Lisa Theron actually talked about it. It was an article, I think it was Vogue. Her install, she actually talked about that because she did a role where she was a mother who's going through a divorce or something. Yeah. And she's, like, gained all this weight. And then she said that it was so brutal on her body that she's like, I can't do this anymore. She goes, I can't yeah. take roles at well, like in Monster. She did yeah. all this, like, you know, she's she does a lot of physical stunning. Like she yeah. is absolutely. I think she's gorgeous. she's 
underestimated by how physical she gets for her roles. Oh, like, she's, she's a brilliant yeah. actress. Chris has the biggest crush on her. I, and we both have a big crush yeah. on her. Yeah, she's, she's one of those universal everybody's lists. She's just gorgeous. Like, just smart. And like, yeah. Just an intelligent lady. But just, yeah, she talked about that. And just talked about how strenuous and don't realize. Like, I have always respected actors. Because, like, when they, especially good method actors, like, you look at, okay, we're on a, on yeah. a tangent. But anyhow, I just, yeah. yeah. So, Witcher. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's pretty good. I personally haven't played the games, read the books, but most of my friend group has. And they all said it's done very respectfully of the books in yeah, the game. I want to read the books. I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, I like the Lord of the Rings. And also, oh my gosh, Game of Thrones. Oh, so. so yeah, this will be right up. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So anyhow, guys, thank you for listening to episode 32. Yeah. So if you are a alumnus of the Ooh, yeah. Conservatory of Music... Please reach out to, even if it's a traumatic experience because, like, my friends, because you had before to do these tests. Or if yourself, like, I know, like I said, people have had many experiences there. Like, maybe you saw this lady in red or red top or the emoji. The emoji flamenco dancer? Yeah, the emoji dancer. It's actually, because I know they do sometimes, like, flamenco music and dancing stuff there back in the day. So maybe it was actually just a flamenco (gasps) dancer. Maybe. Um, And maybe you've been to the Hose and Hound pub. Maybe. Maybe you had experience there, too. With Chappie. Or Cappy. Cappy. And, or maybe you've had an experience with other worldly creatures, and you can go check out the link I posted and contribute to the study. With or without substances. So yeah. we're not judging. Brownies judging. don't count when you were back when you were, like, seven, though. Remember brownies? brownies? Okay. Girl guys, brownies? Yeah. You all, you were either a fairy, yeah. a thing, or whatever. Yeah. So I was, I was like, never bright. I was never... I did that. I, it weirded me out because we like we pay our dues, so we'd skip around this toadstool and put our dues in the toadstool, and I was like, "That's a little being, bizarre." You know, a child of immigrant parents, they that was kind of weird. Yeah, I did it for years. I enjoyed it, but it's. Weird. I know. No, I didn't. I kind of wanted to do it, and mm-hmm. then I remember when parents asked me if I wanted to do it, I'm like, "No, I think I'm cool." That's good. You were also more sporty then. Yeah, I was into every sport you could think of. So how? That's why we weren't friends as children. We would never intersected. I know. But now our love of creepiness is brought us together. And that's a funny thing. I've always been to the queep, queep, well, creepiness. Creepiness. <laughs> so um, thank you guys for do, for do, for listening, okay. for do listening. And for joining us down our memory lane. I know. If you but, have any other favorite memories from the early 2000s, feel free to post. I know. I know. I'm going to be like sending Beth all these like random oh. early 2000 like memes. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I used to send Grace memes pretending like of Zach Bacon's pretending to hit on her. <laughs> oh my god. And it all had to do with Van Dutch first for some reason. Okay, so yes. Okay. If I you would also like to spam Grace with Von Dutch Zach Bagans memes, please feel free to post on our wall. Okay. I'm gonna bet. Yeah, I did have a crush on Beth, you know. I was called Van Dutch. Van <laughs> Dutch now. The same as Van Dutch. I had a crush on Zach back in the day, back That's in fair. what, ten years ago? That's fair. When he the first Ghost of yeah, came, came out. Yeah. He's better looking now though. Than he did in early uh, times. Not, men usually get better looking in their 40s. Yeah, he's just better looking now. But <laughs> apparently he's going to the porn... No, a Playboy bunny. Oh, okay. One of Hugh Hefner's ones. One um, of them are really into the paranormal. I yeah, that's that. the one. I like, okay. That's, that's probably the one he's going to make sense. That's a porn star, I meant to say. Playboy. It's good for him. He's finding somebody who's... Also into the paranormal. Yeah. So, anyhow. We went way off topic today. We did. But that's all right. It's okay. It's 2020. <laughs> Woo! It's our podcast. We can do. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> kind of. We're not regulated. <laughs> Yet. Yet. So. See what the way they say. <laughs> so we do have a couple cool things coming up in the new year. We have a couple cool guests. Oh, cool. We do. Awesome. 
Beth is like, look at me, she forgot. <laughs> totally we have forgot. our guests, yes. So we do have a couple of guests coming on for the new year. We're going to try to have this time around. It's been hard to, like, sit down with people, but mm-hmm. we are going to try to get more guests. Like, once Ooh. a month, we're going to try that to get guests. Awesome. Yeah. So if you do have a paranormal team yourself in Canada, yeah, in the States, and if you had any cool experiences in Canada while doing an investigation, please reach out to us. We'll love to have you on. Mm-hmm. And if you guys know any cool books of Canadian authors who've written about the paranormal or even, like... Yeah, you know, send them our way. Send them our way because we're always looking for new books as well. So, on that note, have a spectacular week, and we will see you guys in two weeks. Talk to you. And remember, is it haunted or is it history? Find out. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.